Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Moran. This is our Friday Doable Changes series, where we will take one big change and make it simple, doable, and maybe even a little fun. Based on the pulse of the Plan Simple community, I will choose one new practice or habit each week, and together we will make a plan. Make sure to visit us at plansimple.com to get the corresponding planning sheets and checklists. Now, let's dive in. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am so excited for this week's Doable Change, which is all about creating an advent calendar for your family. So I've led some live workshops on this today, and I'm leading another one later this weekend. So if you want in on that, make sure to go to plansimplemeals.com slash advent, and you can sign up and get on the list and show up live and ask me questions and meet other people who are going through this process, which is always fun. But I've just really seen in just putting this workshop out there, the power of this process and also how so many people are craving more simplicity, more groundedness, just more ease during this really busy holiday season. And I think one of the reasons is, is because at the holidays, There's a lot coming at us from the outside world. So it might be from our past, all these traditions that we're carrying with us. It's all this craziness. And as this is going live, it's Black Friday and Cyber Monday. It's, you know, the weekend of all these sales, all this craziness that's hitting our inbox about things that we need to buy now. And, you know, our kids are picking up on that, even if they're not watching media, you know, maybe one other kid hears something and it comes back on the playground. It doesn't have to be that our kids are, um, they don't have to be put in front of a television to be aware of all the stuff being marketed to us. All they have to do is go to the grocery store with you and there's stuff everywhere. So if you are really feeling like you want to rein that in, you want to feel just the magic of the holiday season again, that is why I love, love, love this tool of an advent calendar. And there are other advent calendars out there. There are ones where you open a door and there's a thought. Um, But what I would say is it's not necessarily your thought. Or there's other ones where you get a piece of chocolate. And I would say that is a lot of sugar that maybe your child doesn't need in the moment that they open that window. Or there's toys, which just make us want more and more and more. So this is my way to use something that's super fun for kids of all ages. My 15-year-old still looks forward to this, to you know, young kids, because we can decide what goes in each of these little days. And I'll talk more about the format in a sec. Um, It's just a really good way to center your family around how you want the the holidays to be, what you're defining them to be. So let's dive in and let's get started with what I've sort of created, I think, like an eight-step process to get this done. Now, if this sounds like a lot, please don't stop now and get overwhelmed. This is what I can tell you. You could do these steps one a day for the next eight days. You could do two a day. You don't have to do all this at once. You can definitely press pause and go do the work and come back, or you can listen to everything. And what I will tell you is if you go to plansimplemeals.com slash advent, this is where this post is. um, And I've written out a lot of what I'm saying right now, but there's also a downloadable 
planning packet that you can download and has a lot of these prompts written in it. So for me, it always helps me to hear some samples um, and hear what somebody's talking about and then go into the worksheets. But a lot of it's spelled out in there too. So you can download these worksheets. And so a lot of what I'm saying is in the worksheets and you can just follow the directions and go through it. And by the end, you'll have this advent calendar. You might have to do a little bit of other making, but you'll basically have an advent calendar. Okay, so step one is really thinking and getting clear on how you want to feel this holiday season or how you and your spouse want to feel this holiday season. How do you want to feel as a family? Do you want to feel at ease? Do you want to feel calm? Do you want to feel connected? Do you want to feel joy, love, um, abundance? There's so many different ways that we can want to feel, and you might join together two words. But if you were to coin what your 2018 holiday season looks like. What does that not looks like? What does it feel like? I want you to come up with that word. And this word, it might sound simple. It may sound like a silly exercise is really, really, really an important first step. So don't go any farther until you've figured out this word. Simplicity was one that came up this morning. What else came up? Um, Minimal came up. Joy came up a couple of times. Connectivity definitely was one that people loved in the workshop this morning. So figure out how you want to feel. That's the first step and write that down. Okay. Then step number two is I want you to do something that I call a master list. Other people call it a mind dump. And I want you to just do it for the month of December. So if you've heard me teach this before, I don't want you to write down everything in your head. I want you to think December what needs to happen in December? And I want you to just start writing. Some people, this comes out in sentences, but for most of us, this just comes out in lists. Like everything from, oh my gosh, I need to get those napkins. I need to get this to the dry cleaner to bigger things. Like I need to send out Christmas cards or I need to plan the trip that we're going on. Whatever it is, whether it's in your control or not, put it down so that you have it out of your head and on paper. I start many processes with this step. It's a really important one if you're feeling an overwhelm to get things out of your head and onto paper. And for this project, it actually, I need you to do it whether you're feeling overwhelmed or not, just because we need stuff to work with. So do that. You could press pause right now and do it, or you could keep listening and come back to it. But basically what I want you to do is I want you to set a timer for 15 minutes. And you might feel like you've finished everything in seven. I want you to keep going because there's more in there. If there's a couple more things you have to write down at 15, that's okay. But I don't want this to be something that takes you days. I want it to be your initial outpouring from your head onto paper. Now, as you're doing this, there's something that you might not include in your mind dump that I want you to think about. And I want you to add to it after the 15 minutes. Maybe spend five more minutes doing this part. I want you to think about what are some really nurturing things you could do during December. These might be self-care things like you've been wanting to get your hair cut, but you haven't, or you've been wanting to walk more, but you haven't, and now it's getting cold, (laughs) or you've been wanting just to have a day where you don't have to cook or where you don't have to run around the house. You could just sit by a fire. I want you to write down all these things. Maybe you've been wanting to take a bath. Write down anything that could really 
take care of you during the holiday season. Maybe you finally go on that date night. I'm just spewing ideas out now. <laughs> um, and get all those things out about yourself first, because we always start with ourselves. And then think of similar things with our family. So what are nurturing things that our whole family could do? So I alluded to the fire. Maybe you could read books by a fire. Maybe there's certain books at this time of year that you really want to read to your kids. Maybe it's super fun to be around a table and having tea together, or maybe it's really nurturing for you to have friends over, but instead of just taking a child over to your house for a play date, maybe it's fun to invite the mom and have tea together, or maybe you love cooking or baking and that's actually nurturing to you. Really figure out what's nurturing as a family, not what it's supposed to be, but what's nurturing for you. What are sort of down moments? Maybe everyone in your house loves back rubs, including yourself. And I'm going to allude to how some of these can be used later. I will, I will share how they can be used later. But for right now, I just want you to trust me and I want you to get some of those things out of your head and on to paper. Okay? So that's 20 minutes that you're spending getting everything out of your head and onto paper. The first 15 is all that stuff that's up there that's Put, keeping you in overwhelm or that you're just managing in your head and you don't need to. And the last five minutes is really zeroing in on those things that bring quiet and nurturing to December. Okay. Step number three. Step number three is I want you to take out your calendar, whatever calendar you use. And if you don't use a calendar, that's okay. We have a calendar for you in the printouts. So just go make sure to download that sheet. We have a calendar of December and I want you to look at that calendar and I want you to put in fixed dates, things that are happening no matter what. So school gets out on a certain day. Maybe there's a school singing thing, performance on a certain day. In my case, my kids are in performances on many certain days. <laughs> my husband has an office party. My son has a Christmas party for one of his clubs. My parents are coming into town. There's meals that, you know, I've invited people to on certain days. So what are those things that are happening no matter what on a certain day? Sometimes it's that you're going to a performance. So put those things in so you know sort of where they lie in the grand scheme of December. Maybe you're traveling for a day. So put all those kinds of things in. You can put a couple that you don't have dates for if you like if you don't already have tickets for so if there's a performance that you're thinking about you could start to sketch in when that would make most sense but you may move those around as we go through this process all right so that's number three so first you're getting everything out of your head and onto paper and then you're getting pretty clear about dates that are more non-negotiable than negotiable because i am going to make you negotiate some things eventually so step four is to organize all that we've done with your new lens from step one. So you have this word and I want you to put things through that word to make sure that they really resonate with how you want to feel. So if you want to feel relaxed and at ease and you hate to cook and you're the one in charge of Christmas dinner there's a disconnect. You're not going to feel at ease. So what can you do? Maybe you're the one with the big house, so you need to host it, but can people bring food? Like what can you do to make these things easier? This is how I want us. I want us to start to put on this hat of how we can feel the way we want to feel with what we think we need to do. 
So the first step is going to be to delete. So I want you to go through this master list you've created, and I want you to really look at it with your word. And as you're going through, if there's things that you don't usually do, like new traditions or something you've always wanted to do or something you've done in the past that really makes you feel this way, circle that. Okay, just circle it because it just pops off the page and it's something that you know you want to do. But as you're going through, if there's things that you're just like, ah, yuck, like I don't want to do that, just really ask yourself the question, like, why do I have to? Do I really, really have to do that? And if when you come to the end of it, you feel like, yes, I actually really do have to do that, um, then maybe there's a way to make it better. So let me think of an example of that. Maybe. Maybe you're always the one with the job to go get the Christmas tree and you're sort of always doing it alone and you're always doing it rushed and you hate that you get all scraped up when you put it on top of the car. I'm totally making this up, but maybe that's just something you've always dreaded and has always been your job, but like you still want a Christmas tree this year. So in that case, what I would say is how can you make that better? Maybe it's that you go as a family and you make sure you plan that on a day when your husband can come with you. Or maybe you take the kids and you make sure you go to a place that can put it on top of your car for you. And that when you get home, you have the support to get it off your car. Um, Just really think through what would make that an enjoyable experience or make you feel the way you want to feel. So say your word was connected or love and you're always getting your tree by yourself. A way to feel more connected would be to do that with a, as a family or to do it with a girlfriend or whatever really makes you feel good about that situation or, or I mean, or connected about that situation. Connected, I'm assuming, is usually with somebody else. Or maybe what's happening is you're getting so disconnected from your own, what your own needs are at that moment that you're feeling out of alignment. And in that case, maybe it's that you're getting this extra support. You're still doing it by yourself, but you're not doing the lifting. You get support on that and you go treat yourself to a hot chocolate or something. So it doesn't always have to be about everybody else. It could be about you, but figure out how to turn some of those things around as you're going through the list. Okay. And in many cases, the way we turn it around isn't to go get a hot chocolate by ourselves, but in somehow bringing our family more into it. So we're not sort of left on our own to do these things. So delete things, feel free to delete things. If you're like, how on earth would I delete this thing? And I know it doesn't feel good. Then either come to that workshop on Sunday or email me, me at plansimplemeals.com. Like, let's figure this out. Let's figure out how to delete it. I love cleaning up what people think they need to do in December. Okay. So first you're going to delete. Then there's a worksheet in that packet, but you could also do this on a piece of paper, or you could simply mark up somehow with symbols or highlighters, your master list. But I want you to somehow identify, and in the workbook, I'm assuming you'd rewrite because they're sort of quadrants. I want you to identify the things that you, from your master list that you really hope to do this holiday season. And then I want you to identify the things that you have to do this season. So have to sounds really heavy. This doesn't all have to be things you hate to do. It's just things that you're going to do. Like you promise your mom you'd go shopping with her, or you promise your mother-in-law you'd go to dinner on Christmas Eve. Like what are the things that you've already said yes to, I guess would be a better way to say that, or that just need to get done. Like your family likes to have a Christmas wreath, so you're going to go get a Christmas wreath. Those are the things that go in the have to do 
pile because some of them, like the things that are like, oh my God, I have to do this. I'm hoping those have already been deleted. Okay. Then I want you to either mark up or rewrite in on the worksheet the things that are quiet, that are really resonating with you. So that was your last five minutes. I want you to have all of those together. And then I want you to add four items that really, really nurture you. So maybe in your brain dump, you thought of 500 because you're feeling really unnurtured. Maybe you didn't do that in five minutes, but maybe you thought of a bunch because you're feeling really sort of frazzled. And generally when we feel frazzled, we think of all the things that might nurture us. But I want you to pick four and I want you to write those down. So maybe this is a bath. Maybe it's date night with your spouse, like you finally go out. Maybe you really need a girl's night out. Maybe you need a day off. <laughs> you know, maybe you just need a sitter for an afternoon so that you can just not be in charge. Maybe you need to go shopping by yourself so that you're not sneaking stuff around or you can actually get out and touch things instead of ordering from the internet. Whatever it is for you, what are four things that would really nurture you? Okay, so. This has been you categorizing your list. So basically, what I'm hoping is that you have four or five things in those first three categories. So things you hope to do, things you have to do, and things that are quiet. And that you've added these four things that nurture you. And then the last sort of column is those events that you have to go to that are in your calendar. I'm hoping that there aren't more than five of those. But if there are, just write them down. I want you to write down everything that you've said yes to so that all these things are together because these are going to be what make up the thoughts in your advent calendar, not each one separately necessarily, but the general gist of what ends up in your advent calendar. And I'll explain more in the next step. So step four is to start to assign some of these things to dates. Now, this is probably the most complex step. So you have all these things that you want to do or have to do or are hoping to do in the month of December. And I want you to start to map them out. So the best way to start is to put those date specific things down. So get the, you know, maybe they're already on the calendar because you wrote them there in step three, like you were asked, but if they were on your digital calendar, then get them on over to the worksheet. So in the worksheet, they're you know, it's just the month of December. And this is a really good way to map out what goes in each day. And I know this sounds complicated as I'm saying it, but it's really not. You can do this in an hour. And I mean, you can do this whole process in an hour. And I want you to start to think of what goes in the other parts, right? So what I would love you to really do is start with those four things that nurture you and make sure that there's one a week. So maybe there's a date night, maybe there's a bath night, maybe there's a um, shopping day, like put those things in so that you have them on the dates that they need to be. And I would spread them out so that there's sort of one a week or there's at least a couple days between them because those are going to have a different kind of thought in them. And then I want you to start to play around with, now that you have nurturing things and key dates in there. I want you to look at your list and start to put things into the days. Now, a few things that I would love to pass on and what I think really can make this process nurturing is that there's probably some things that you've pinpointed that are too big for a day. 
So an example of this might be presents for teachers. So buying presents, wrapping presents, getting them all set is a great thing to add to an advent calendar because it really holds kids accountable to um, the process of what it takes. So for example, I know that this year, one of the things I had was on a really a day when there's people had things after school and it seemed like a really busy day. And I was thinking, gosh, what could fit into this day in our advent calendar? I said, make a plan for what we're going to give teachers. We'll sit down and we'll make a plan. It's sort of at the beginning of December. And then another day it was make cards or make the gifts. I don't know what the plan is yet. So I have to figure out the right way to say that. But another day is making the stuff. And then another day is wrapping it and getting it ready to go out the door. So for me, that task is actually usually very overwhelming. But in this case, I broke it down and it doesn't feel so overwhelming anymore, which is awesome, right? We don't want it to feel overwhelming. Now, in other cases, you might have things that you can merge. So for example, um, one of the things that I put on my list, and I've told you guys three times, so maybe it's clear, that I put on my nurturing list was to take a bath. Just to remember to take a bath because I always forget. And I realized that actually we could have a night where everyone focuses on taking a bath. So there happens to be a day where everyone sort of has something after school. It's after a weekend that's that those performances were happening. And I just feel like everyone's going to be really tired and it's a school night. So I'm going to write a special thought about everyone taking a nurturing bath that night. Maybe I will have remembered to buy some Epsom salts um, or, you know, some essential oils. I have essential oils already to put in the bath. So I'll think of a really nice thought for that day. It's all about how everyone takes a turn taking a bath. Maybe I'll even make a mini schedule. Um, maybe we'll put music in the bathroom. I have to think through that. But it basically, I've gotten my nurturing bath because it's going to happen last. While I'm in the bath, the kids, I'm going to say goodnight to the kids and they're going to know that it's my turn and they're going to each have had their turn. So they're going to feel really good about that. So that's an example of sort of merging things. Um, you know, on my list is always to go look at lights and I love, um, Christmas carols. I love singing. So I'll get more into this as we get into the actual thoughts, but all I really want you to do right now is a sign that, you know, on the 3rd of December is bath night and then we'll figure out what's missing and we'll figure out how to bring those things together into a thought much like the bath one. Or another one might be that you sing carols while you're driving somewhere. So if one of your activities involves a drive somewhere, you could add the carols to the car ride. So you're making it making it extra fun, which is what you want. So I want you to fill in your calendar with what's happening on which day. And this is going to take, like, do this with a pencil because you're going to have to move things around. Another way you could do this is instead of doing it on my calendar, put everything on a post-it and start to arrange them around the wall on a post-it until you sort of have the right order. And here's what I want the right order to look like. I want the right order never to have five totally big, outward facing commercial things in a row. It should never be like that. If you are going to go out and buy a tree and listen to the carolers at the store, then the next day, read a book by the fire, bake a cake with your kid, like have something 
that's that's quiet so that you have that the, these two things meet each other and that there's balance over the course of your holiday. And as I said, because so much of our things that are in the calendar that we need to do are outward this year because two of my girls are in these performances, a lot of what's on our calendar is going to be those quiet moments, especially in those two weeks where there's a lot of performances. I'm hoping that this, hoping that this makes sense. So you're just deciding when you're doing it. So you might have a night, you might have a day in your calendar that just right now says date night. So obviously that's not the thought that the kids are going to get, but it's really important that that's what goes into the calendar because I'll explain how to take some of these other things and bring them up to the advent calendar level so that you can go on your date night. So the, this, the idea behind the advent calendars is really supporting you and your spouse and how you guys want to feel, or if you're a single parent, how you want to feel. Um, but it's, it's giving this platform where the kids can help you to feel that way. And you're bringing them along the ride to feel that way as well. Okay. So put all those dates in your calendar based on the things that you chose you want to do. Now, one idea that I haven't talked about yet is the idea of planning ways to give back. So I usually do this at this part of it all. Um, I usually, as I'm assigning dates, think about what are some things that we could do to give back to the community. And I've done this in ways that have worked and ways that have not worked. So one year there was a, a thought in the advent calendar to go to a toy store and pick out a toy to give to somebody in Toy for Tots. And you would think that this could work, but for a seven and nine-year-old, that's actually really hard to go into a toy store. Um, and we did, I did come up with good words to say, and in the end it was okay because you know I said it's not time for us to buy. We really have to think about other people. But I realized this was just too much for them to hold in that moment at this time of year with all the craziness that's going on in the toy store. It was just too much for them and it didn't work so well. But then another year what we did is we decided, and this was an idea of my daughter, but I carried it forward into the advent calendar, is we had one day we went and we went to CVS and we had a budget and we decided what would go in a bag, a present that somebody who's homeless would want? And we thought about it and we made a list and water was on the list, a granola bar. Somebody decided that they'd want to be able to write. So we had a pen and a paper and then we looked to see if we could fit a warm pair of socks or mittens into it, if that fit into the budget. And we got gift bags and we put everything in gift bags and we, I think we made six bags. And then on a different day, we were going downtown to something. So there aren't as many homeless people right where we live, but we were going downtown where I knew there would be a bunch of people out on the street and we brought our bags with us and we were going somewhere else that was in the advent calendar and we gave the bags away as we went. And that gesture really sunk in with them. Um, we've done things where, what other ones have we done that are about giving back? We've done little things just within our own community of, you know, remembering to be nice to someone or, you know, my word for this advent is love. So I've thought of ideas of, you know, reporting back on a way that you love someone today and just making everyone get really clear on what that looked like. And that's just dinner table conversation. So 
I add those to my list at this point, and I find that sometimes this ends up on my master list, these ideas of how to give back, just because it's what's in my in my head. But a lot of times at that point, I feel like I'm, I'm not trying to be self-centered, but I'm just trying to get my fan, like I'm trying to serve my kids and and it's just those things aren't what surface. But as I really zone into what's the meaning of my word, I can start to figure out what are some of those things and how can I teach this to my kids? How can I teach this generosity to my kids? And I just love that. Now, I've never forgotten a talk that I went to by someone who I consider a mentor, Kim John Payne. He was actually on this podcast at the very beginning. We will be having an episode with one of his coaches who's going to talk about presence coming up or gifts. And I do remember him telling a story a long time ago, but I've never forgotten it about birthday parties where we tell people not to bring presents and how most, how really kids don't get that. Like that doesn't feel good. And so it's not that we need tons of stuff and that we need to be getting tons of presents, but the gesture of giving and receiving is equally as important. And so on a birthday, it's not like you have to have, you know, the latest iPhone or toys with, you know, batteries and loud noises. It could be that you're getting something very simple, but the gesture of giving and receiving is still really important. And I think that that's really important in this Advent planning process to understand that your whole Advent calendar could be about giving back, but that probably wouldn't resonate so much with your kids because the receiving and the giving kind of have to be balanced within this. Does that make sense? So I want to get into what some of, what it looks like to take, once you've planned your date, step five is to make each day into an age-appropriate thought for the day. So this is going to look a little bit different for a preteen than a three-year-old, right? Because it's just you'd say different words. So one time when my kids were a little younger, this is what one of the clues said. Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. Remember to sing carols the whole way through and enjoy your special Christmas hot chocolate. So not that poetic, but they loved reading it. And they're like, wait, we're going to grandma's today. Wait, cool. We get hot chocolate in the car and we're going to sing. So all of a sudden it's this way of feeling together, singing carols. So on my master list might have been that, you know, on my calendar would have been that we're going to my mom's on this day. And then on my master list was, I really want to sing carols this season. And I really want the kids to enjoy my healthy hot chocolate. And I will put that recipe somewhere in, in, in the next couple of weeks, which is, you know, it's just, I, we don't have dairy and I don't put so much processed sugar in, in our hot chocolate. So there is a way to have hot chocolate without, you know, being unhealthy. And so, you know, these, this is something that they'll look forward to. And it's a way that I merge things into one idea, which is a little bit different than the teacher example where I separated out ideas. So the idea is that you're really making idea of making days manageable and you're weaving in these things from your master list into a day. And what happens is that you can rest assured 
all the different things that you've touched on, you know in advance that you're going to get to all them. So you're not going to be as stressed out during the holiday season because you know that you're going to do singing on the way to your mother's house, or you know that you're going to bake cookies with your kids this one day because you've made a plan for it. Does that make sense? So part of the reason behind this is just to end that overwhelm and to make sure that all the little things you're doing are leading you towards feeling the way that you want to feel. Now, for me, having a car ride that is defined in that way and where no one's asking for phones or stories or whatever is really helps me feel relaxed and connected and in love when I get to the next place. Does that make sense? So I know that that them being happy in the car is giving me something when I arrive at the next place, plus it's entertaining them and they love opening this this number every day and reading this, this, this clue or this card. So let's give, let me give you another one. After a busy day, so this might be a day where the kids are still in school and maybe I don't, one of mine has swimming or one has music. So it's after a busy day meet by the fire for tea in a solstice ceremony. So that might be, that's something actually that is on our list this year. So we're going to do a little solstice ceremony where we write things on a piece of paper that we are ready to get rid of, that we don't want to bring with us into the next year, and we're going to burn it in the fire. Now, my kids are older, so this makes sense. A couple years ago, I would have said, after a busy day, meet by the fire for tea and a solstice story. And we would take out the book that we have on the solstice and we would read all about the shortest day of the year. Um, so this is a way that I'm bringing together all these things that are in my head that I really want to bring to my kids in the holiday season. But otherwise it just becomes this huge to-do list. But when I can craft them all together in this way, which I really do feel this is like batching of work. This is really making it efficient to do because I'm looking at everything at once and I'm it's like a puzzle of what goes with what on which day. And as you start to write clues or thoughts for the day, I keep calling them clues for some reason, it starts to make it really exciting and come to life. Now, make sure you have a master copy on a calendar that you have somewhere tucked away so you can remember what happens on each day because I do recommend having two or three super easy things um, as part of your repertoire. So maybe it's that you have three special color pens and you know they somehow are part of your thought for the day and the kids can write a Christmas list or write a letter to Santa or write a letter to their grandmother for the holidays. So they can do something with those three pens if all of a sudden you're sick or somebody's sick or the day isn't quite going as planned and you plan something that takes more time than you thought you have, like have backups and know what's happening so you could switch them out if you need to at the last minute. That is totally fair game. All right. So you start to see how this works. So step four, assigning things to date. And step five, making each day into an appropriate thought for the day. These are the two, like this is the backbone of it all. But so the beginning is really about how to get to the point where we can do this. And then after this, we're going to actually craft this calendar. So really step four and five is where it's at. And once you know what's happening on each day, and then you start to have fun with how to poetically tell your kids that this is what's happening this day, you can start to see how this whole season comes together. And even those things that you might have a little bit been dreading, you can turn them around. You can you know, put the 
the flavor of how you want to feel behind them, the intention behind them. And you can switch your whole family from feeling dread about something to being really excited about it. Okay. So after you've written thoughts for each day, which there is a template with numbers, there's um, pages that you can cut up that have numbers on them. And the idea is that you would cut each page into six and you could write the little thought on each one of those. You could also do this on a computer if it's easier, whatever works for you. But basically you want little pieces of paper that you can fold up and put in something. And that's where it comes to what this thing looks like. So you can get totally crafty. And if you head on over to Instagram to plan simple meals, I will share what mine is shaping up like this week. But you can also go download this planning packet that I created for you on the blog post, which you can get to by going to plansimplemeals.com slash advent. And in that planning packet, which you can download, there's also pictures. There's an exa- examples of lots of different ways that this could look like. And it could be that you just put each thought in an envelope and the envelope has a number on it and the, the envelopes can hang on a string or they could be taped to the wall in the shape of a Christmas tree, or they could be um, pinned with little clothespins to a wreath. You could put them on your Christmas tree. Um, it's so easy. It just takes an envelope and Um, you know, being able to clip that envelope to something and making it part of your house, part of your holiday decorations. Now, if that sounds overwhelming, which I know it does to some people, then there's also things you can buy. So like Target, Pottery Barn, Crate and Barrel, all these places have pre-made advent calendars where there's a little pocket or a little drawer and you would just put this thought into that little pocket or drawer. Now, if it's a pocket that's open, make sure that you somehow tape it up or wrap up the thought so that it can be opened and you know that no one's peeking at all the different dates. But um, that is also a way to do this, which is totally fine. These can be messy. These can be neat. There's all sorts of examples, again, in the packet of what this could look like. So the next step for you would be to go look at this packet or search on Pinterest or look up ideas, though I don't want you to get lost in this because really all it is is an envelope and figuring out how to hang it. You know what? You could even put the envelopes in sort of a box and it could be like a box, like a recipe, you know how a recipe box, you you go through the recipe cards and you find the recipe cards. It could be like that, but with envelopes. This does not have to be complicated. It just has to be festive and somewhere that you love it. All right. So choose which way you're going to try and just set a timer on it. Okay. So either download the packet and look at those or set a timer to how long you're going to be on Pinterest or go check one out at Target, but just don't let this part of it get in your way because it's really the content that's important. It's the content and that those little hands or big hands can open up something and read a thought for the day that's going to frame your season. That is the important part of this process. So I don't want you to get lost in the form, although there's many beautiful ways that you can pull this off in your house. Okay. So the last thing that I want to say about the format um, is that there's one more step and it depends on what format that you choose. So if you have something with pockets or envelopes stuck to a wall, you just have to think about how you pull this off. Maybe you'd have a little um, clothespin or paper clip that somehow adheres to the envelope where it is, or um, maybe you have little ornament type pieces of paper. But something that we do in our house that might resonate with some of you guys is after 
So usually what happens is in the morning, the kids make up this schedule for whose turn it is because I've got three of them, right? So each day they have a rotation of whose turn it is to open the Advent Thought. And then that person has to go tell everybody else. So that's kind of how it works in our mornings. Um, at you know, It used to be it was the first person down, but that's always the same person these days. So now they, they make us, they sort of have their own calendar of who gets to open it. And then at the end of the day, I like to have the idea of just gratitude that really helped and love my word for this this season is love so it's what are we all gracious for what what do we all have gratitude about what did we all love about today or how did we share love today and so sometimes it's me posing a different question sometimes it's the same question every day super easy just to say what are you grateful for today and sometimes in years I've done it where everybody, whoever opened it in the morning, it's their turn in the afternoon. Other years, I feel like we all need a dose of gratitude. So we all do it on our own thing, but we basically make these little tags and we put them back in the place of that day. So a lot of times what happens with an advent calendar is by the time you get to the 24th, it looks all shabby and things have been opened or things are missing and it looks blank. And we're basically building it back up as we go. So at the end, we have this amazing art piece or sculpture of all the things that we are gracious for. And we, a lot of times, read those on Christmas. And so that makes it really fun to have this thing that we're making as we go. So I highly recommend that piece of it. And again, I will, sh there's pictures of that in the, in the show notes for this, in the blog post for this episode. And also I will be sharing that over on Instagram. So if you go over to plan simple meals on Instagram, I really am trying to document this process over the course of the week. Cause I want as many people as possible doing it. Cause I really do think it makes a difference. Okay. So actually that brings me to step eight, which is please share your calendar. I would love, love, love to see it. So an easy way to do that is tag Plan Simple Meals or Plan Simple Holidays on Instagram and I will find them. You can DM me a picture of them on Instagram. You can send me an email if you have no idea what I'm talking about on Instagram. Just send an email to me at plansimplemeals.com. I would love to see what your calendar looks like. I would love to hear any ahas you have throughout the month of December. I just love this process so much. I want as many families as possible putting it into practice in their households. It's just made such a difference on me getting done everything I need to not get done. That's the wrong word, but feel every, it makes me feel the way I want to feel, actually feel the way I want to feel during the Christmas holidays. Cause I feel what happens in the holidays for me, at least was that I had this idea, this ideal for how they would feel. And I, it was always, um, it was always reflective of what I was seeing in magazines yet nothing was actually feeling the way I thought it would feel if it looked that way. Does that make sense? And so this really helps me feel in alignment for this whole month. And what I find is that when I feel in alignment for the month of December, that when January comes, I'm at like a whole other level. Like without this process, my new year's resolution would be so different. 